get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. I know that we're all people just sitting here uh, looking at um, Nick eat a banana uh, <laughs> right now. I can't even focus. That anymore. looks like he's a tasty just, banana. He's the Burger King here in Troy has been uh, advertising for managers for a while, so we'll go through there next week. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> the Blues had made the playoffs 25 straight seasons before Eric Brewer arrived. After Brewer donned the note, the Blues missed the playoffs every season that Brewer was a Blue, except for one. No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 2 of Let's Go Blues Radio. This is the uh, season preview show, the St. Louis Blues season preview show. Uh, We're a weekly program that talks St. Louis Blues hockey. We welcome listeners to call in and chat with us live on the air, as well as tweet us questions or comments that we will read on the show. For more info on how to do all of that, go to letsgoblues.com slash radio. And we are coming to you live on Wednesday, October 5th, 2016. This is franchise episode number 83, all time. My name is Kurt Price, and for those who do not know, uh, you can follow us on Twitter, let's go blues, uh, at uh, LGB Radio for show updates uh, and tweets. And of course, check us out on Facebook. Joining me uh, tonight are, uh, uh, is my co-host, Mr. Bill Day. Uh, Lance from the uh, Drop Podcast is with us. Yes. How are you, sir? Not too bad. How are you? I am, I am joyous. And apparently Nick doesn't want to talk tonight, so we'll just go by his hand gestures. Yeah, I know. He's, <laughs> I think... <laughs> We're we're going for the first sign language podcast. He's more go. Oh. Yeah. So Nick from the Toast Dispatch podcast is and website <laughs> is here as well. Who are the two Canadian guys that um, was it Blatt's beer? Who are the two Canadian guys that had the, the, the comedy sketch? Bob and Doug oh. McKenzie. Bob and McKenzie yeah. brothers. Strange yes. Brewe. Is yeah. that his hat? Is that the hat they would wear? No, this is a trapper hat, and it's a, it's a hockey hat. Right. Hockey blues colors. Can you see it? Yes. No, it's it's, it's hot as hell. I it's, bet. I'm not sure how long I'm gonna have it on, but it arrived in the mail the other day. So this is my my pond hockey, my Steinberg hat. Hmm. So it's yeah, hot. It's, it's um. <laughs> it's McKenzie it looks, uh, brother esque. Yes. Yeah. Take it off, please. You I was going to say, it looks almost Russian. Uh, a little bit. Yeah. It looks very Bolshevik. Yes, it does. And and that segues nicely into the LTB uh, Beer of the Podcast, right. uh, which I'm trying to get tweeted out. Uh, it's a Russian Imperial Stout, yet uh, mm. from Distilled Brewery uh, here in Illinois. Uh, it's, you know, why not start the season with uh, some nice 12 percent alcohol by volume stuff i have a feeling it's going to be a long season so let's let's get the practice in now boys there you go 12 point what alcohol i think it's 12 even Oof. yikes mm. 
yummy. But uh, yeah, I think I think you know sticking with the Russian theme, um, it, as as Tarasenko goes, I think this team will go this year. So yeah, interesting. Either that or we're going to have to rely on him for all the entertainment. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, Bill, it, it took me two years to figure this out, but uh, I used to think you were generally just a happy guy. Uh-huh. You came to the show, but I'm realizing this is alcohol related now. <laughs> it took me all this time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if there's an intervention in my future. <laughs> Dang uh, it. Now it's not going to be a surprise, guys. Yeah. Way to ruin it, Nick. Thank what was you. the surprise? The intervention? Yeah, yeah. we were going to have one at the Ramada Inn here in Troy. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, After I we go to Burger be, King. I thought it would be a sports bar somewhere. Yeah. Ramada Inn actually rents out a better nice. Give us free ice. and. <laughs> hey, Kurt, now this is just a warm-up, right? This doesn't count. This is preseason radio. Uh, technically, this is preseason, right? Sure. Yeah. Okay, so this doesn't even count. We're just warming up. That's that's why I, I redid the virtual mixer before the show. So, as a trial run for this, so seems seems to be working. The the banana thing is funny on this end. We're laughing. Not <laughs> sure if anybody else will get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, those who listen to the show regularly might get it. So, I was I was laughing when I made it. So that's definitely in there. That's pretty funny. Um, yeah. So the uh, there's the we talked about this last week or last show. The Kleist Classic Roller Hockey Tournament that's coming up. Uh, it's a, uh, a benefit roller hockey tournament to help out the Kleist family uh, with some medical expenses they're experiencing. Uh, the National Anthem and Ceremonial Puck Drop will be at 4 o'clock p.m. on Saturday night, November 19th, 2016. Um, if you want to play in the tournament, you can go uh, sign up. It's $50 to play, and I think you're guaranteed four or five games. Uh, you'll play more if your team does well. And to sign up, you can go to sundayrollerhockey.com slash page 21. And you got to fill out a questionnaire for your skill level and all that good stuff. Uh, if you aren't a player, uh, stop by for a beer, soda, food, and, uh, and watch, some, uh, watch some hockey. A portion of the proceeds from concession sales go to support the family as well. So uh, hopefully this tournament will help generate enough funds to make the medical expenses a little less cumbersome for the Clace family. And uh, this is at, uh, I didn't mention, this is at the uh, Queenie Park complex so, uh, i'll be playing in it bill has said he's going to play in it but yeah i don't think he's signed up yet i'm waiting for the right contract for those who are listening you gotta you gotta come out and watch bill and kurt uh good hockey players i was impressed i've seen him play <laughs> obviously it take much to impress <laughs> yeah. thank you Nick. it was it's it's fun they love fun yeah, yeah, the uh, the Ponder tournament over the, the summer was awesome. Loved playing in competitive hockey again, and uh, I will uh, I will likely be signing up for the Clay's Classics. So I, I definitely uh, definitely enjoyed the Ponder thing. So uh, today in Blues history, which is courtesy of the at STL Blues History Twitter account. If you don't follow uh, that individual, good, fantastic follow. Uh, Every day, mostly during the season, but it's every day during the off-season, too, where I start to post stuff uh, that happened in 1989. Uh, this day, Blue Twist made his St. Louis Blues debut and, of course, his first fight. 
uh, was in that game versus Wayne Van Dorp of the Chicago Blackhawks. In 2013, uh, Nick set or uh, Yaroslav Halak set the St. Louis Blues career record with his 17th shutout, breaking the record previously held by Glenn Hall. And in 1987, Doug Wickenheiser was claimed off the Blues roster by the Hartford Whalers, then picked him. Hartford Whalers. Okay, then Vancouver picked him up in a waiver draft. His heart didn't add him to their protected list after they picked him. So that was interesting. Um, so that's this day in Blues history. The before we get into too much here about the, one more quick thing, uh, I wanted to mention there was something that uh, Hitch's hat posted on Twitter, and uh, or he retweeted on Twitter. I forget which one it was. He probably it was probably original content. It's probably him. Uh, Wayne Gretzky signs autographs for fans at the Blues practice in St. Louis. Did you guys see this? Mm-hmm. Or what Gretzky signed? Did you see the write up by on KTVI's website? Yep. On it, <laughs> the misspellings and the mm-hmm. yeah. Wayne Gretzky spelled G R E T S K Y a number of times. Oh, a number it, of times. Yeah, like five, six times. Yeah, it's uh, the great one. Here, I'll read it to you. This is real short. The uh, the screen grab that uh, Hitch's hat posted. Uh, the great one was at the St. Louis Mills Mall today to watch the Blues practice. Wayne Gretzky, spelled wrong, signed autographs for fans. It is his first time ever at the facility. We have had a nice time here in St. Louis, said Gretzky, spelled wrong. Um, and the reporter asked, what do you think of Vladimir Tarasenko? <laughs> and, <laughs> and Gretzky replied, we just watched him fire some pucks. He didn't miss too many. <laughs> And said Gretzky, spelled wrong. Uh, Gretzky played 20 seasons and it cuts off and it's spelled wrong again. So, yeah. So, in that short little blurb, misspelled five times or so. Um, called the mill, the mall the mills, which is not called the mills anymore. It hasn't been called the mills in years. And um, and the question that was asked, the ter- what do you think of Vladimir Tarasenko? Oh, is this a third grader talking to Gretzky? <laughs> oh, my God. And you could just tell in the response. I didn't have to see his face. You can tell in Gretzky's oh, response. Yeah. That it's like, oh, he's just humoring this guy. He's just being nice. <laughs> he probably had a grin on his face when he answered him, I would imagine. Oh, my God. Uh, it's just, I, you know, the hockey coverage in this town. It's just uh, yep. embarrassing. Which news outlet was it that uh, misspelled it all those times? KMOV. Cam- oh, wow. They should know better. KTVI. KTVI. KTVI, okay. The uh, Channel 2. Um... I have a lead-in for our first item on the agenda today. Hey, Mr. Ponder is with us. Wow, that's quite wow. <laughs> like it? All right. Oh my goodness. He's going trapping, eh? After he gets off here, eh? Take off, Hoser. Hey, go get uh, you a cruller, eh? <laughs> uh, okay, so here's the lead-in for the um, the first item on the agenda. Back and Sabolka picks it up. He takes it wide on Lenny. Now pulled back, hands it off, Roman Polak. Takes it up for a shot, and that was blocked in front. Now Jackson again through, traffic, score! It's found its way through, and the Blues lead the series two games to none. That was uh, Barrett Jackman scoring in overtime against the Hawks a yep. couple of years ago uh, in uh, game two to put the Blues up two to nothing in the series, which they eventually want to lose the next four so but uh so yeah uh bear jackman retired hearing that, hearing that clip i thought that this was going to be a saboka talk that's uh, what i thought too at first 
that's next after after Jackman briefly. I oh, said let's not do that. talk about it again, but you know, yeah, you almost have to. It's news. Um, but uh, Jackman retired yesterday. Uh, Blues signed Jackman to a one-day contract so he could retire as a St. Louis Blue on Tuesday. He spent uh, 13 years wearing the note before uh, signing in Nashville for his final season. And I, it seems like every everybody got this wrong. People were saying he played for 16 years. He played for I think the was the Blues site. Somebody posted he went he uh, yeah the Blues Facebook page, which is another story. Uh, uh, said he spent 16 years in the NHL, which is wrong. Uh, but uh, early in his career, he hurt his shoulder in a collision behind the net with Todd Pertuzzi. And uh, after that, his physical play uh, was not quite the same. Uh, but Jackman, you know, he's one of the most endearing qualities of him to me was that he was, uh, he was just flat out tough as nails guy. I mean, he had a, uh, he wore the number five proudly, as uh, Bobby Plager will tell you. He was a Calder Trophy winner in uh, 0203, beating up Henrik Zetterberg. And uh, as a St. Louis Blue, he finished with uh, 803 games played, 28 goals, 153 assists, or 181 points, and a plus 53, and he had a 1,026 penalties in minutes. Um, he often faced a lot of criticism. Would you guys say that's fairly accurate in St. Louis? Yes. He had his critics. He had a, 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 a nice start to his career here and then got a, hurt his shoulder, and it really wasn't the same shoulder injury, but... Um, it's a shame it happened so early in his career, but um, he was still a fan favorite for many, even though he had a, 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 a substantial following that would criticize him at every turn. So, uh, he had... came up... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay, that's came up with a fun uh, Barrett Jack. In fact, I did not know before. I was checking out his Wikipedia page. Uh, during the 03 and 04 lockout season, he actually played with the Missouri River Otters in St. Charles. Yes, he did. I, did I went and watched almost every game he played in. That's some oh, high quality defense you, added to their line. If you, not to, uh, well, all right, one out, I'll tell the story. Do you want to know uh, why he was uh, not a favorite in the locker room? With with River Otters? Let's hear this. Yeah. So they, uh, and this is public knowledge, and I'm not giving you guys anything that you can't read on a forum somewhere. Um, they were in the playoffs, and uh, since Scott Trade wasn't being used, it was kind of cool. The, uh, I guess it was the Blues, the NHL, I don't know. They let, um, the River Riders used Scott Trade for their playoff games, which was pretty sweet. Uh, they went down 2-0 in the series, and Jackman uh, actually got mad and just left the team. Mm-hmm. Never came back. Uh, he uh, kind of soured his relationship with his fellow teammates, uh, Blues teammates that were playing with him for a little while. I think they eventually got over it, but I know that uh, Jamal Mayers, Bryce Salvador, and um, – Ryan Johnson wasn't that the other guy? Yeah, mm-hmm. they all uh, they all were pretty salty after that, but um, they uh, they I guess they ended up mending things the next season. But uh, the the one uh, I'll say negative thing about Barrett Jackman off the rink you'll ever hear to wrap that not- up nicely. Well, I, I I could tell you something very negative. Uh, <laughs> and, and th- this will be the second thing you've ever heard. Um, I took my dad to our club seats that we had season tickets for, and uh, we went to see the game, and Oshie was out, Jackman was out, and so were a couple other players. When we are getting on the elevator to leave, uh, they had been in one of the suites, and so there was Jackman, and there was Oshie, and there was a couple other Blues players, and all of them were very nice. 
you know, and I didn't get in their space. I stayed five, six feet away from them. Didn't want to think I was some stalking idiot or anything. So I asked Oshi a few questions, super nice guy, you know, asked him when he's going to be back. Said he hoped to be back in two games and, you know, he was going crazy, not playing. I asked Jackman three questions. One time he looked at me and went and turned away. The other two times he wouldn't even look at me and answer my question. <laughs> wouldn't even talk to me. My dad, my dad was so upset when he got on the elevator, and my dad tends to say things he thinks without thinking. My dad says, you stupid, overpaid, short jerk. <laughs> then, then Jackman looked at him. Jackman looked at him then, but um, I, you know, on the ice, he was a good player, I would say, until he got hurt, like uh, Kurt was saying, just wasn't the same. But off the ice, I had a very bad experience with him, so I can't say he was a super nice guy off the ice. You know, Maybe Jeff had talked to him off the ice when – he was in the media. I don't know, but oh, she was super nice, and so were the other guys. Just Jackman was not a nice person. Do you, do you think that your experience with him was impacted by the fact that you weren't wearing pants at the time, or is that? <laughs> well, I was actually wearing pants. It may not have been the right size, but uh, you know. I thought I thought that would have been why Oshie was talking to you and why Jackman wouldn't. Decide. Well, you know how it goes. Uh, <laughs> yoga pants. Yoga pants don't count. Well, I had those MC Hammer pants on. He thought I was going to go hammer on him. It was that long ago? No, it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, so yeah, there's my met... negative story. I'm sorry. Yeah, you got to throw that in there. We had one where we met. I'm sure um, Nick Seniors probably told this story to you guys at one point or another, but we ran into Doug Armstrong in the elevator at one point. Oh, I've done that too. That wasn't nice. <laughs> you got a lot of negative experiences, don't you, Lance? Well, he, he, here's what it is. Um, John Davidson, when I had club season tickets, would stop and talk to me every game. Hey, boys, how's it going tonight? Are you guys ready for a good game? Should be a good game. Spend two or three minutes with us. Every time I would say, hello, Mr. Armstrong, he would walk right past me without looking at me. So I'll, I'll leave it at that. The, uh, we, we mentioned uh, Sabotka earlier. So uh, Sabotka will oh, be – Does anyone want to say anything nice about Brett Bird Jackman? I don't yeah, like the way I, Yeah, I, I, I think it's got to be his <laughs> yeah. my, my favorite thing about Bear Jackman was the menacing – are you effing kidding me? Look, that he would get on his face like a stare down with the official or with other players, like after the whistle. Uh, he couldn't believe the call or couldn't believe what someone did. That look on his face that mm. no one else has in the NHL. It's a very strange, uh, menacing scowl. Uh, that that mm. is what I liked about Barry Jackman. That any couple of uh, overtime play or uh, what the big uh, goal against the Kings late in the playoff game in thirteen. Yep. Uh, that won the game two to one, I think it was, and then the one against the Hawks. Uh, what about so. the uh, the center ice goal on Andre Pavlik? Oh my! Yeah. Say, his knack for scoring crazy goals yeah. at the best times possible. Goals that shouldn't go in, just shots from the boards, shots from center ice. They all find their way into the back of the net. Well, well, well that one goal in game two against Chicago, the goalie couldn't see it. There was so much traffic in front of him. There's no way that that goalie seen that that puck coming through there. It's impossible. And, uh, uh, I still like the uh, the picture he took with the girl in Colorado when he was in the penalty box. Yeah, yeah, that was a good that? one. That was good. That's a good one. Yeah, that, that was that was good. More of that stuff. You see, every time you see that, it's like that is just neat, neat stuff. Yeah. Mm. Like Ott. You see the picture of Ott in the penalty box. Yeah, a girl was taking a selfie without in the background. Ott turns and smiles yeah. so the camera. This was cool, neat stuff. Yeah, Ott and Larkin. Yeah, yeah, yep. They should do more of that. Right, uh, so now on to some more negative news. <laughs> this is almost comical to be honest it's it's uh, it is comical it's 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 ridiculous uh sabotka will be staying in the phl due to contract issues 
No. The latest that I've heard on that is that his um, the reasoning behind it was that he, due to the the drop in price of the ruble, the fall of that, that his contract was renegotiated, and during the renegotiation process, his agent neglected to tell him that the opt out was dropped from his contract. So he believed he had an opt out to go back to the NHL this year. He tried to exercise it, and the team says, "Hey, you don't have an opt out anymore. You signed this new contract." And so as of, as of now, he's fired that. his agent. And he's got a new one, and he's still trying to negotiate a way back. But he will likely spend this season in the. Well, you know what though? What's funny about that whole thing is that, uh, so it's a contract issue. Okay, so he now he wants to leave Russia and come back, mm-hmm. and he's have an issue with his contract. Ooh, who <laughs> left his contract that he had here? Uh, broke that contract and left, and now he wants back. I don't, does anybody expect it? It's like karma. Yeah, it it is. He, had no, he had no qualms. The, the, issue, blues. the issue is that if you leave a contract in the NHL, you just get thrashed on Twitter. You leave a contract in Russia, you get killed. You get thrashed, <laughs> literally thrashed. <laughs> Still, it's karma. It is, it is the definition of karma. Uh, just playing itself out. Mm. Oh, you want to go back? Well, you can't. The, why? Because your contract. I think it was something like he would have to pay X amount of the remainder of his contract back to the team too if he was going to opt out. Basically, he would, he would lose money to come back and play in NHL. Right. On a salary here. So honestly, not a big loss. I don't care. I I was saying since day one that if the when I see him in camp is when I'll believe that he is going to play for the Blues. So mm-hmm. I hope Armstrong had the same plan. It doesn't seem like he did, but whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, I'd love to have him on our third line as a center. But he is a third-line center. It's a whole lot of stink being made about a third-line player that would not see that many minutes in a game. He's a fourth-line player, Nick Jr. <laughs> I think I'm already. Or if there's an injury, he's a third-line guy. Yeah. Uh, when he's playing well, he might be a third-line guy. But I think, generally speaking, I think he's a good, really good fourth-liner. Yeah, really good fourth-liner, borderline third-liner. Right. And to be honest... It reeks of a desperate high school boy yep. who is uh, Armstrong, for example. Who's wanting to date, and he's, he has to just take whatever he can get. Being let on forever, and, and uh, she never isn't the time of day. And she, he's just you know constantly waiting, and it's just embarrassing. You sound but, like you're talking from experience, Mr. Price. Uh, who hasn't had that experience? <laughs> <laughs> Not me. Did you notice Jeff didn't say he had that experience? I have no experience doing anything. <laughs> so has there been any kind of, you know, report about how the contract got renegotiated? Was it just that his out clause got removed or has term been added? Are we going to have to go through this again at, you know, when the KHL season ends? Is he coming? Is he not? Because frankly, I think we're all done with this. Shit. I think it was just dollar amounts that were removed. I don't think there were any years added to his contract. This is the last year of his KHL contract, is it not? Yes, it is. I believe it is. So we'll have this discussion again. Please, no. I look forward to it. <laughs> he could just leave. I mean, he could just leave. Uh, we have the, the NHL has an agreement, don't they, with the KHL about that kind of thing? Yeah, they do. Maybe he can go play in like the um, Chinese League or the Japan League or something next, and then we can have all that conversation coming over from there instead of the KHL. So uh, you're, you're you're talking about when he goes and plays in Japan and scores 53 goals, and then all the Blues fans say he's a number one center. Exactly. We should, get, yes. we should get him immediately. Yeah, when he scores 50 <laughs> goals against the uh, the five foot two Chinese team. 
the boat the boat is the tallest person on your team. You have- <laughs> yeah. 5'11", yeah, that, that's that's not. It's a monster in the Chinese league. That's like Ryan Reeves. <laughs> that's racist. Somehow, I'm not sure how that works. <laughs> I'm gonna say it's racist. I don't know. Uh, on to more positive news. Uh, Steen signed a four-year extension uh, a little bit ago. Uh, the structure of this contract is uh, the first two years are at seven million. Third year is a 5.5, and the fourth year is at 3.5, which carries a 5.75 million cap hit. So um, this happened a few days after the uh, our last podcast, so we didn't really talk about it at all. Um, yeah, I, thoughts on the contract, guys? Um, one year, one year too long. I would have given him three years at at six to seven, but I think that's one year too too long. The guy has a history of getting hurt. And I'm afraid that, you know, when he gets 34 years old, the kind of style he plays up and down, and he can play physical. You know, he's, he's not the most physical guy, but he will rough it up a little bit and a great two-way player. But I, I think that puts a lot of stress on your body going back and forth as much as he does. And he's a great skater. I would have loved to have him for three. But that fourth year scares me. But when I found out it was only for, you know, three and a half and count 5.75, I wasn't as concerned. But it still concerns me. He'll be 36 years old then. Yeah. yeah. I was just going to say, I think that, you know, with Bacchus, you're not, you know, Bacchus, the deal breaker was that extra year. And, yeah. you know, for Steen, Steen doesn't have the wear and tear on his body from the style of play. I mean, he's got more injuries uh, and is injury prone. Um, but, Overall, I think it brings, you know, it, it does kind of, uh, you know, shore up a little bit of the the leadership question because Steen Steen's a quiet leader on this team. You know, mm-hmm. he's he's a guy that everybody in that locker room looks up to, and you know, to have him here, you know, the last year might be dicey. You know, uh, if uh, if he is slowing down at that point, but uh, you know, I I think at the end of the day. He, I'm comfortable with the contract. Uh, you know, I, I think it would have would have been nice for us, you know, any time, you know, it, from a, a fan's perspective with a with the cap being as stagnant as it has been. You want a, a lower cap hit, but you got to pay the money uh, to keep the players. So I, I think it's good overall. I think um, the fact that the last year is three and a half million. Uh, even though the cap hit is 5.75 that season, you know, if they wanted to move him uh, to a team that didn't have cap issues, uh, so the cap hit doesn't matter to them, uh, he, he is only making three and a half that last season. So that's uh, that could be – I mean, they do set themselves up to where they could possibly I, – I didn't notice if he had a, a limited no trade in there or what, but uh, I would imagine on the fourth year of that deal that it's uh, – it's not as limited as the as early on in the deal. So, yeah, um, I liked the deal a lot. Yeah, I I, I liked it. I, I liked it. I I mean, it's Ian is a fantastic player. I don't think he gets enough credit for what what he does uh, on the ice. Um, uh, if you compare Steen to Bacchus, uh, Steen's the better player, in my mm-hmm. opinion. He's one of the best, uh, most underrated two way forwards in the league, in my opinion. And then, especially yeah. after losing uh, Bacchus and Brower in the offseason, you needed to keep Steen. And maybe overpaid him a little bit, but I'm comfortable with overpaying him to keep the veteran leadership on the team. 
Yep. Yeah, he's a much better offensive player than Backus was, and and uh, defensively he's 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 solid, very good. So I mean, it's he's a really good two-way player. You can't. I mean, you let Oshi go, who's a good two-way player. You let you know Backus go, who's a two-way player. You just can't keep letting the really good two-way players go. So I mean, he's a he's a good guy to keep, so even what though. You, so what's it, what's it cost for a good player? Uh, what am I trying to say here? I guess. I'm wondering if the Blues are being fiscal, fiscally responsible here because uh, I got it figured at $110,000 roughly per point if he gets the same amount of points as he did last year, if he gets it this year. If he, uh, it's 110000 I think that's what I got to figure it out. Uh, if, 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 if you look over his career, he's averaged, I believe, if, and this starts with Toronto through the Blues, he's averaged about uh, 12 goals and 24 assists a year. And I know he had the one good year where the Blues where he scored in the 20s. Um, but the most he's ever played in a season was 63 games. He's And his average is about 48 to 52 games a year. My only concern with him is his injuries. He's a great player. And I, I think I agree with Kurt that you had to keep him around East at least for a few more years after losing Brower and Backus. But my concerns with him are the injuries. And that's the only concern I have with Alexander Steen. Great player. Like you guys said, one of the best, if not the best, two-way player in the league. It's just that, you know, he's never played a full, full season. And I'm just really afraid the older he gets, he's going to be one of these guys that's hurt and he's out for 15 games. He's back for 20. He's out for 10 or 12. And that's my only concern. I don't want people to think I hate Alexander Steen. I love Alexander Steen. I just don't want to see this guy start getting these longer injuries, especially a guy who's never played more than 63, I believe, games in a season. Yeah, I, he's a fantastic player, and he and he uh, and that's a valid concern is uh, the injury issue because he has. I mean, there's no. It'd be nice to see exactly how many games he's missed because yeah, he's got 67 games played last year, 74 the year before, 68, then 40, then 43. Uh, so, yeah, he's. That's the only thing. Is you're you're paying a guy to to, you know, sit in the press box if he's hurt. So, but again, I think you have to do it. And that's a good segue into the next segment. Hey, Jaden Schwartz. <laughs> he just he he just needs to stop practicing. What? Yeah. The, I I I I was gonna make that same point. I think that's what it comes down to. Uh, just hold him out of practices because, goddamn. It's two years in a row. Jaden Schwartz hurt his elbow in practice and will be reevaluated in four weeks. So if he comes back after four weeks, uh, that'll see him only missing about two weeks of the regular season. So it's not as bad. I mean, it's not, you know, that aspect of it's good. So as long as he's reevaluated and then is fine, it, as long as it's not something where, oh, they reevaluate him and, oh, it's not healing like we hoped, have to do surgery. Well, were, were any of you guys down there during. Uh... The open practice day. I was down there the very first day. Uh, did, did you hear Mikey O yelling at him? No. He was yelling at him to stop playing so physical that he was going to get hurt. I mean, he had to yell at him two or three times to tell him to stop. So apparently during practice, he plays a little too physical and gets a little too much into it. So his injury makes sense to me. <laughs> I mean, when your coach is having to tell you to stop playing so physical and and open practice, you, you know you're playing a little too hard. Well, last year he hurt his ankle. Yeah. It was a crashing in the net, I believe it was, against the goalpost. Yep. So, uh, you know, I mean, 
for the Blues to have success this season, one of the things that has to happen is Schwartz has to stay relatively healthy because it's yep. been no past well documented that the Blues' record with him in the lineup is is, is much better than him with uh, not in the lineup. So. He, in my mind, he has to score twenty five to thirty goals, and we need between mm-hmm. twenty and twenty two from Perron, and about twenty to twenty three from Fabry, and another forty to forty five from Tarasenko. If this game the team is going to be you know, have any chance of making it to where they did last year. If they don't get that 25 to 30 from Schwartz and around 20, 22 from Perron and, you know, 20 to 23 from Fabry, I, I don't think we're going to see this team go far. I really don't. I don't yeah, I can't keep it straight in my head that we have Perron this year. I keep forgetting about that, but that's a good call. We can get some extra production out of him. Uh, if Schwartz stays healthy and yeah. Kevin Steen stay healthy, we've got a really solid top three lines on our left wing. Yeah, I, I think they're all good players, but my issue is I don't think Schwartz is a 30-goal scorer. I don't think Perron is a 20-goal scorer anymore, and uh, Steen needs to stay healthy. Um, those are all three issues with me that say this team's not going to score enough goals. They uh, yep. can be relying a lot on, on Tarasenko. They're relying a lot on Fabry having a breakout year. Um, I don't know how much they're relying on the younger guys like Barbashev, but uh, I don't know. Do they even plan on him making the team? Probably. I don't think they plan on him making the team at first. They oh, may roll him up later. Oh, yeah. He's playing tonight, but I don't know where he's going to Yeah, go. he's playing tonight, but I don't think either Ferraro or him are going to make this team at the beginning of the season. I think if you have some injuries, you might see one of them, you know, come in and play. But I'm I'm with you, Jeff. If, if they can't get that overproduction, you know, that – that maybe these guys aren't capable of. I'm seeing a long season, and I'm seeing a lack of goal production. Even if even if Jake Allen has that 2.2 goals against with a 9.28 save percentage, and you know Hutton plays 20 games and has 2.7 goals against and a 9.2, that I don't, I don't think this team can score enough goals. I'm I'm with Jeff on that. Then that's what really concerns me. Well, I think I, I think another number to that we need to consider is and this is this goes for the entire team is how many games does magnus prv play this year because <laughs> that's, that's really that's the our, x factor right there right that's going to be a reflection of of how the entire forward group is healthy because mm-hmm. i mean, if schwartz is here i i think that pushes prv back sure. into the press box sure but does. uh but right now he's uh tonight the uh the lineup um the projected line in camp was PRV with uh, Brodziak and Reeves today, at least, um, according to Kirk. Has, any, has anybody seen Bridge of Spies yet? I yes. Know, everybody's probably seen it, right? Can you mute Nick? Yeah. All right, thanks. I, there's some news going on right now. There's Twitter chatter going on. I'm hearing about that uh, there's a possible uh, PRV for Saboka trade going on right now with uh, East <laughs> Germany and Russia. So we're gonna we'll see how it all unfolds, but we're thinking PRV PRV is gonna be the bait. That I I do that trade in a second. I don't. I, well, you know what? No, I would not do that trade because I don't want Savoca here. I'm tired of it. Done. <laughs> Just say I, I don't want that. Yeah. Hey, what do you guys think about the Blues trying to find a way to acquire Carl Hagelin so that way you could have a line of PRV Hagelin and Perron? It's all guys involved in Perron trades. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love Carl Hagelin. I'd love to have him on there. Uh, very speedy guy. Got a good scoring touch. Uh, I don't want Perry anywhere near him, though. <laughs> He's like a curse. Yeah. yeah. Just for one game, maybe. 
All right, so maybe they trade that, Pay um, RV, yeah. get Haglin and Rob Klinkhammer. <laughs> and they have Tom on that line, too. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I, think, I think that works. Uh, I don't see any issues with that at all. When when Armstrong leaves, <laughs> Jeff for GM. <laughs> yeah. I, that's why I can't be GM because that's the kind of stuff I would do. <laughs> I just want to really fast line. Let's trade everybody just so I have a bunch of fast guys that can't score. That sounds perfect. Here's it's, here's, here's I, Jeff setting up in the GM box. Huh? Who did we trade long ago for Perron? Yeah, let's get them all back together. I don't care what the heck it costs. The you know, Jake game. Allen? Yeah, I'll give you Jake Allen. Sure. I would even get my hands in the alumni game. I'd make uh, Pronger and Brewer play together. <laughs> oh, that's cruel right there. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> Kenneth and Phil Housley. Do you think Pronger will be – or do you think – I'm sorry, not Pronger. Of course Pronger's going to be there, but do you think Brewer will be allowed anywhere near the alumni game? No. Will he get oh, booed? No. They'll be, they'll be poking him back with pitchforks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't Jack? even think I don't think they'll let him set in the stands. Jack qualifies for the uh, alumni game, does he not? Jackman, I think he does qualify yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. In there. Rodor, Rodor played in the Devils one the year after he retired. Yeah, sure did. Mm-hmm. So uh, you, you know Jackman got there. Yeah, I bet you he would. How about Rodor for the goalie too? Well, you got Joseph. Yeah. Play. Sure. And uh, don't question. forget, don't forget Fred Brathwaite. Brathwaite. <laughs> <laughs> That's a name I haven't heard in a while. <clears throat> Didn't he just retire last year? Freddie Brathwaite. He was playing in Germany for, yeah, I think for right. several years. Yeah, he played there three or four years. Oh, Pat Jablonski, like a guy I want to see in, in that yeah. game. Oh, Reinhardt Divas. Get Reinhardt Divas. Two-pad stack. Two-pad stack. What about John hey. Casey? Our buddy John Casey. Eddie Stanowski. Hey, he played a goal all the time no. against him. Don't mention John Casey because then Kurt's going to bring up the goal, and I don't want to talk about. How it. about how about Phil Mir? You bring back Phil Mir. Is he still alive? I think he is. I haven't heard, I haven't seen a, an obituary from him or anything. Or... What do you check the obituaries often for him? Well, for hockey players all the time. I look up hockey players that are dead, and just search it constantly. That's morbid. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't do that. I had a neighbor that lived across the street from me. It was a kid at my age that uh, when I was in uh, high school, eighth grade maybe, and he used to read the obituaries every day. That's and strange. It was very strange. He used very to strange. It was very odd. Did he turn he, out to be a mortician? He dressed like one. Was yeah. he looking for anyone in particular? <laughs> I, yeah. Well, dressing all black, that's kind of like under undertaker kind of thing. But oh man, very very creepy kind of a. I take it he didn't play hockey with you then. No, he did not. He he hung out with. Uh, Guys in front of the drugstore. You hung out with Bill. Oh, he hung out with Bill. Is there a story behind your hat you're wearing tonight? He already said it. Oh, I might have been muted. I I think you were sign language when he did that. I I, I didn't sign it. Sorry. It's a trapper trapper hat. Uh, hat. Canadian trapping hat that is in blues colors. Yeah, but I mean the story. I mean, you're at the mall or something. How'd you get a hold of that thing? No, who shop, I, I don't. Who shops at the mall anymore? This it, was on. It came in the mail. It came in the it came in the mail. It was from uh uh. Oh, what was the name of the site? I forgot uh, the name. Of the I used to show hockey tooks hockey I'm like a reporter here. I gotta get. I gotta dig deeper. I I want to. I'm. I want the moment. So you're online. Just, just. Uh, Did you say moment or moment? I probably said moment. Yeah, I think uh, moment. you said moment. So, so you're you're uh, online and. All of a sudden, it just pops in your head. You're looking for this type of hat, or you know what? What brought all this on? It was uh, my 
those who know my cousin will understand that, that he brought this site to my attention. It was uh, I think Gong Show or Gong. It was a Gong Show. Gong Show is a uh, manufacturer of hockey clothing. I, I don't know if it's GongShow.com or what it is, but it's yeah, Gong Show is the company. Okay. Uh, they make hockey apparel. This is one of their things. They sell a lot of them at Total Hockey. Mm-hmm. And so I and I it, their their price on the site was a little higher than I wanted to spend, so I I didn't buy it, but I bought it on uh, uh, eBay. So this cool. is functional too. I mean, you might be out this winter, and we're going to see you with yeah. that on. Oh yeah, if this is a trip to Steinberg or uh, or Buffalo Wild Wings or outdoor hockey, Buffalo Wild Wings, I'm thinking no. Okay, but but if it's outdoor, if it's cold, that's it's just, that's why I bought it. I didn't buy or it. Or if you're me. out deer hunting or trapping, eh? You know, you can throw it over or, your head. Or you if you're at the Blue Note Sports Bar and Grill, conveniently located off Lindsay Boulevard. It's not open yet. <laughs> it will be eventually. It'll be open by next season, preseason. Uh, it, he wants to be open before the season starts, but he's got like a week. Yep. I don't, I don't know if he's going to hit that. Um, anyhow, uh, Schwartz will hopefully be back after a couple weeks and everything will be fine. On to, uh, I want to talk about the, uh, real quick, the uh, Yalmerson uh, was suspended for one game against uh, for the hit on Ratty. Uh, open ice hit to the head. Um, those of you who have, have you guys seen the hit? Yes. Did you? Okay. Uh, your thoughts on the suspended for the rest of the preseason plus one regular season game, which is the game between the Blues and the Hawks. So that's why it's fairly relevant here. So. Well, I, 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 I personally think... It should have been one regular season game or, t- or two maybe, but two at the most. You can you can definitely tell if you watch it in slow, slow motion time and time again. He led with his elbow and his body into his head on purpose. It wasn't like the guy tried to avoid him. He went straight for Ty Raddy. He went straight for him in my mind, and I think the suspension is warranted, but I, I wouldn't have been upset if it would have been for one more game, but I'm glad that game that he is off is against the Blues. Is he a repeat offender? Yes. Yes. Then I, I, well, I got to throw in real quick that I think that guys that are repeat offenders, once that pattern is in place, uh, one game is nothing. Well, every, everybody up in Chicago was wigging out saying he didn't deserve any kind of. Uh, Do you know you did, uh, the, the, uh, the tour conversation with uh, our good friend, uh, Tom Pauly? Sure. Uh, he is, uh, we've had him on before, and he's a uh, refreshing Blackhawks commentator he, he he seems to be very honest and, and unbiased about his views so uh, he was of the opinion that he should have gotten more games should have received more games so yeah if you can I find won. someone like a hawks fan that was around and didn't just jump in when all the success started there's some great hawks fans you can talk to out there yeah there are some decent starts ones. happening when you when you get into the ones that just started becoming fans around 2010 yeah. when all the success started yeah there's uh there is um one argument that I will hear with Blackhawks fans on this, and I agree with them, Reddy was completely skating with his head down. Yes. And he was crouched down when he came in for the hit. So having right. said that, I could see the argument and say, okay, well, Reddy needs to keep his head up, you know, lesson learned hopefully for the young player. But mm-hmm. at the same time, for one, Jalmerson is a veteran NHL player. What the hell are you doing that in a preseason game for? Mm-hmm. A minute and, to go. It was yeah, yeah. With yeah, minutes left, yeah. What are you doing? You know, you're not you're not trying to make the team. You're not trying to make a point against the Blues. You know, I mean, I don't I don't understand the the motive. But and two, 
you know, he has to recognize that his head's down, you know, sure. you're going to, you're going to get penalized every single time and, and likely suspended, even if the player's head is down. Yeah. yeah. When I first saw the hit, I thought it would be maybe a game or two. Um, Cause like you said, he had the head down and he, it was right. just trying to corral the puck. He didn't have possession of it, but he was kind of reaching out towards that way. And that's when the hit was made. Yeah. He was, he has head down. He was, I mean, he was, he just avoided a, a, check from before that and he, he was reaching for the puck so it's he wasn't just skating with his head down just to skate with his head down he was looking for the puck but you know it, it, Jarmerson needs to look where he's what he's doing in the middle of the game a four nothing game it's you don't you don't do that right uh, and I think that's the point well, the you don't, player you safety department is probably trying to make you don't do it at all in a no. preseason game I mean no. come on what are you doing yeah he, yeah. he, he could have pulled up he had every he had every opportunity to pull up and either not hit him as hard or just try to, to lightly check him off that puck because Raddy hadn't gotten to that puck quite yet. And you could see him heading for him. Mm. And if they slow it and show motion, that arm just comes up. And if you watch Ty Raddy last year, the times that he was up, there were a few times where you would catch him with his head down. Somebody needs to tell this young man, you're not going to have a long NHL career if you keep putting your head down. Maybe Bron can talk to him. I was, <laughs> I was just going to say that. I, uh, I, I, I don't, I, the, the, the the Thornton hit was terrible, completely crazy. Terrible. Um, but uh, yeah, there was multiple times when Perron was younger where he'd be skating up the, the mm-hmm. wing and his head would be on the puck the whole time. And it's just like, man, you got to lift that head up. You're going to get owned. And he did. And he got owned. Yeah. I was at that game. He I, got owned. I'm getting General- ready to, I'll put a video online here. I'll put something over to, I'll tweet something over to your Kurt on that, uh, what we're talking about right now. But I want to let you know you are getting some hashtag. You're getting some stuff in your uh, Twitter hashtag. Generally speaking, I, I think that the suspension, suspensions that uh, get handed out are light across the board. Yep. Yes. They seem to be I enough. Agree. So when I heard one regular season game, first of all, he's been suspended for the rest of the preseason. Nobody cares. Who cares? Damn thing. That, that, that doesn't, shouldn't count for anything at all. And, uh, and one regular season game uh, to me. And then I was, I was watching the player safety video on NHL.com. And so I wanted to check it out, and then I auto played other hits and the rest of the suspensions this season. Mm-hmm. Charles, and then it went to some last year, and then I'm like, you know, these these uh, suspensions get handed out for guys targeting the head, the and it, it got to the, the Keith swing on on Charlie yeah. Cor- again that hit him in the face. I'm like, you get six games for that. I'm like, yeah, it just it reminds me like how much I hate the fact that the the suspensions they give out are just so light. Mm-hmm. I mean. Keith should have been 15 it games. It should have been 15, 20 games, yeah. Because um, you know, intentional – if you can't get much worse than intentionally swinging the stick at someone's head. I just, On a guy who's down in the ice. <laughs> yeah, I, I, but, you know, that, that, just, that just reminded me of how much I am against their whole philosophy on handing out uh, suspen- uh, suspensions. Okay. Um, the, apparently the lines in camp today were Steen, Stasny, and Fabry, Perron, Laterra, Tarasenko, which intrigued me. Uh, Peron, Latera, Tarasenko. Um, Upshaw, Berglund, Yaskin, Paravi, Brodziak, Reeves, and then there was uh, Agostino, Arbuchetto, and then Raddy, Ferraro. My my issue with the Peron, um, Latera, Tarasenko line is the same issue I had with Peron back Asoshi. Yep. Because you got two guys who shoot the puck um, constantly, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, Tarasenko is good at it. And... Um, 
Perron, I mean, I know he's changed his game. He's not the same player as he was when he was here before, but he is still a shooter. You know, you see him get the puck, he's looking at the net. He's not looking at his teammates. So, you know, I'm all for experimenting right now in the preseason. Throw Tarasenko out there with Brodziak. I don't give a crap, but I don't want to see that in the regular season. And, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Perron comes through and maybe he'll go to the net. Tarasenko shoots. You know, Latera's passing to both of them. We'll see. But uh, looking at it from my view right now, I, I am not a fan of that line one bit. Uh, we talked about the player changes from uh, during last show. Uh, Backus, Brown, Elliott, uh, Gawain, Ron, uh, and Hutton were brought in. Uh, the general buzz amongst Blues fans, uh, Blues Nation, is uh, disappointment because of the lack of quality moves made to counter the talent that left. And there so far hasn't been a Colton Pareko standout surprise in camp this year, so uh, which has led many to feel the Blues may not make the playoffs this season in an always tough Central Division. So uh, I'll ask you guys: uh, which key player or players need to need to exceed expectations more than other players uh, in your mind for the Blues to have success? Bill, well, well, yeah. Bill go Bill, go Bill. I was just going to say. Um, all of them. Uh, I think, I think, you know, the, if you look at the blues, you know, in a vacuum without considering what the other teams have done. Um, I mean, they're, uh, we lost leadership and goal scoring um, between Bacchus and Brower, but that, I, I think the goal scoring part could be replaced. You know, I think Brower to me, at least Brower exceeded expectations uh, last year with us as far as uh, how, how much he scored. But uh, <clears throat> I, I think that we're going to need, like we talked about earlier, we're going to need a healthy season out of Steen and Schwartz. Um, and, yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, with Lance's predictions with, you know, Perron getting 20-plus goals, I think that's asking a lot of him at this point. Um and I don't think he'll stay on that line with uh, uh, Tarasenko and Latera once uh, Schwartz is healthy. But, you know, I, I think overall we need everybody to step up their game. And I think yep. uh, Tarasenko's got to have a, uh, a season where he's uh, he's pushing uh, Ovechkin and Samkos for the league in goal scoring. Um, you know, I, I agree with everything Bill just said. Um but uh, I will, I will add with uh, with Backus and Brower. Um, I know a lot of people are saying, "Where are we going to get goals from?" Like those good. Yeah, I agree with Bill. Those weren't guys that you. I mean, yeah, you put them out there late in games, but you know, you're, they're not your goal scorers. But I will say that with injuries and with um, you know longer shifts for certain players in certain big games, you would see Brower and Backus get put out there to be goal scorers when you needed them because they can fill in those spots. Um, the problem now is who's your Bacchus and Brower? You know, if Tarasenko's hurt uh, and Schwartz maybe just played two minutes on a power play, who are you putting out there to score a goal with four minutes left? Magnus you know, Bay that's Harvey. my issue. <laughs> <Bay Harvey>. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, my, my big thing is, I know it's asking a lot for Perron to score 20 goals. You know, I, I said that earlier, and you know, I said uh, the Blues would need 25 to 30 out of Schwartz. 
And I know that's asking a lot probably won't happen. My whole point was if I think if those, if Fabry Schwartz, it's going to be if Fabry Schwartz and Tarasenko, how they go, that's how the blues are going to go. And what concerns me is I know everybody ragged on Tarasenko in the San Jose series, but if you watch it closely, most of the time San Jose had two or three guys on him constantly, which means somebody else had to score and the blues couldn't do it. And what concerns me is all the other teams, it's a, it's a copycat league. They're going to, they watched that series last year and they're going to see what other teams did to stop Tarasenko. And they're going to probably do similar things. Maybe not every night, but I think it's going to be tough for him to copy what he did last year. Teams are going to double team him, triple team him until Fabry and Schwartz and maybe Perron can show that they can score. And if, if that doesn't happen, I, I'm with Kurt. I'm very concerned because of the Western Conference if the Blues could maybe not even make the playoffs. I mean, a lot of people are hating me for saying that on my podcast, but I'm very concerned about it. Yeah, and, and I've, I've already predicted I don't think the Blues make the playoffs. Um, but I will say in terms of Tarasenko, in response to what you said, that's where great players shine. And sure. I'm not and I'm not ragging on him for that series. I mean, that was – Mark Edward Vlasic is one of the best defensive in the league. I don't care mm-hmm. what anyone says. Um, Brent Burns did a great job too, but, um, I, I think that when I'm all I'm, the point I'm making is I'm not concerned about him reaching 40 goals. I don't, I think even if he has two guys on him, you know, how many times did Brett Hall have that? How many times has Brett Hall double teamed and still found a way to score a goal? I think that's what goal scorers do. So I'm, I'm not so concerned about Tarasenko reaching his benchmarks, but to agree with you, I worry about everyone else. Um, and Kurt, to answer your question originally, who has to step up? Bill, you're correct. It has to be everybody. But I think the Blues are really looking at Robbie Fabry to step up yep. and be a 60-point uh, guy at, at, at most. Um, but, you know, and I know sophomore slump, a lot of people say it's not a real thing. I think it can be, um, you know, you get down on yourself that you're not playing as well as your, in your rookie season. So, um, you know, I, I think it's asking a lot of the kid. I mean, he's a, he's a dynamic player and I cannot wait to see what he looks like in five years, but um, I just don't know if he's going to be able to deliver the way the blues are probably expecting him to. Yeah. What about if we throw out the yo factor? Yeah, we we haven't talked at all about the the coaching staff, yeah. and that's you know, and I guess the you know to quickly follow on Jeff's thoughts on Fabry, you know, uh, supposedly Mueller and Fabry were real tight. Yeah, they were. You know, and you know, Mueller's gone, so is that going to have a big impact on him? You know, I, I think you know, listen to uh, some of Steen's comments, you know, uh, about Fabry. Um, that uh, Rutherford quoted, it, it sounds like that, you know, that he's really, you know, become close friends with uh, some of the guys on the team. So hopefully that will, you know, uh, him being taken under the wing by the players is will counteract the fact that Muller has gone, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I think that, I think that you're right, Jeff, he is a, a big key to this all. No, uh, I think, my my person of choice to have a a uh, exceed expectations uh, kind of a guy is going to be Allen. I think with all the issues we have, uh, the question marks we have up front, scoring goals might be an issue. Um, if Allen has a fantastic year, defensively we should be strong. 
if Allen plays very well, uh, that will cover up a lot of the issues, if there are issues, uh, which we think there will be, uh, on offense. So I think uh, that, was... that may that may help out uh, quite a bit, actually, if he's uh, if he can step in and get rid of the mental issues that he has as far as the, the, the brain farts and goal that he occasionally would have. Um, so, know. so Kurt, do you do you agree with me then? He has to play around 60, 62 games, and have about a two point two, two point three goals against with about a nine two eight save he percentage for this team to be successful. Yeah, two point three something last year. Yeah, he did. Yeah, but I'm saying, you know, it, but it's it's and the save percentage was a little bit lower than that. But what I'm saying, since he's not played ever sixty games in a season, and I'm not saying he can't do it. I think he has to mimic or get very close to what he did last year in those 60, 62 games for the Blues to be successful. I'm going to say he has to do better than that. For if, if the offensive issues are, are as questionable as what we're, we're anticipating them being, um, I, I, he's got to be better than that. I think he's going to have to put up, you know, Elliott numbers uh, or better, you know. Yeah. I could see them being the inverse of the Dallas Stars this year. Uh, they're not going to have a lot of goal scoring, but they're going to have really good defense, and they could have really good goaltending depending on how Allen plays. Well, is 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 anybody concerned about his injury history too? And I know yeah, I keep bringing this up. I'm, a lot. I'm, I'm I'm concerned about it because he seems to get injured on at times when it's not really a time to get, like that time last year in Edmonton when the Blues were down and getting beat up in Edmonton towards the end of the year. He gets injured and it he just skated off the ice and it didn't look like it was a bad injury. And then Elliot had to come in and take over for a long time. And it just concerns me that this guy has a history of getting injured. And I tell you, from being a goalie, you start getting knee injuries and groin injuries and all this. It can really take you a, a little bit to come back. Yeah, and from – I think he's had an injury, a significant injury, in each of the two years he's yes. been playing um, large quantities of games. Yeah. And that's that's worrying. You can't – it's tough to hand over the reins to a guy – and say, okay, you're our number one now. We traded away Elliot. We don't have a real backup plan for what if something goes wrong. And now you're going to go ahead and say, you're the number one. Yeah. If you get injured, we're in a whole lot of trouble because our backup is Carter Hutton, who is a competent backup, but he's a backup. He's not going to. He's not Brian Elliott. Yeah, he's, he's not, not Brian, Brian Elliott. He can uh, come in there and play two or three games in a row. He could play 15, 20 a year. But if Allen has a significant injury, they're and, in a lot and of Carter trouble. Hutton has to play 35, 40 games. They're in a lot of trouble. Well, I mean, obviously, if you're if your clear cut number one is is set in stone to start the season like this is, and if Hutton plays a lot more games than you expect, then obviously there's going to be a, it's a problem. Um, but I think, I, I, you know, to be honest, to, and to close it off, I think that if, if Allen, you know, Allen needs, if and when I was talking about, you know, exceeding expectations to the point of playing very, very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the you know, goaltender can steal you games, and that's where I'm going with that. Sure. Uh, under two GAA uh, would be fantastic, um, obviously. So uh, you know that's that would that would be almost necessary if the goal scoring is an issue like we think it might be. So and that's that. Um, but with Chicago losing some talent and maybe taking a step back, and with Dallas failing to address their goaltending issues. Um, so where do you – Jeff has already said that uh, he thinks they may miss the playoffs, but uh, where, where do you see the Blues finishing in the Central uh, based on what they have and haven't done and based on what the other teams have done in the Central as well? Just a slight note. I yes. think they are 
narrowly missing the playoffs. I think it comes down to the last couple of games and they just lose out because they lost six or seven more games throughout the year, which if you look at the standings from two, three, four years ago, that's out of the playoffs from where the Blues finished. Yep, exactly. 91 points is, I think, has been the cutoff. Yeah, and I, I, I don't see that. I don't see them getting, getting more than 90. I, I actually am predicting them to get 88 to 90 points, and I'm, I'm predicting them to finish fourth in the Central. And I, I don't, I don't see them. I know Dallas has still got their goaltending issues, which I am more shocked than heck that they didn't address at least something, you know, and get somebody else in there and just let one of these guys go. I well, mean, they have a lot of money. I know they're, they're, they've tied them into a lot of money, but you know these they've got the offense and defense and size, and the players there, as Ken Hitchcock said at the end of the season after the series against Dallas, that you know Dallas with their size and speed was the future of the NHL, and that's the way the NHL is going to go. And um, you know, I I just think that that um, oh, what I, I even forgot what I was going to say. I'm getting old. Let me, I, I, let me just draw up then while you're thinking. Is it, uh, I had mentioned earlier about the yo factor. I'm interested in seeing uh, how the Blues change their system, to what degree they change it more towards offense, more of an open play. So, so I, it, what's your guys' understanding on that? Do you see it as moving, as yo influencing the team, uh, having more offense as a team, uh, focus on offense, or what are you thinking? I, I think if you think that, that Yo is going to have any influence on the way Hitchcock runs this team. I think that's fantasy it, land. It is fantasy land. <laughs> so I think well, Ferris Bueller's day off, you're sorely mistaken. Sorely mistaken. So he's I, just going to sit on the sidelines and he's just going to learn the first year, sit behind uh, Hitchcock. I just thought as the season went on, the well, range would be passed. Well, here's my question. What does he have to learn? He's been a NHL head coach before. And, you know, Jeremy Rutherford was quoted as saying, you know, all the Blues are excited and I'm excited about this new system that Mike Yeo is bringing in. Well, seriously, uh, Mike Yeo, he's – Mike Yeo, he's – he played for Minnesota. His last 20 games he coached them. As, as a coach, he was like 1-16-3. and three. I, I mean, I don't understand why everybody's so excited about this new offensive system. Oh, yeah. I don't think I'm – What has Minnesota – yeah, I wasn't mentioning excitement. I wasn't mentioning excitement, and I might just have been way off base. But no, I was under no, the impression that Yo was leaning, uh, in relative to Hitchcock, was leaning more towards offense. Yes, and I just that's thought what I'm yeah. interested in seeing is in the first ten games, if the Blues look different, and if they look different, and somehow that system does work better for the team, uh, with the t- present team that we have, it'll be interesting to see if that isn't a factor that might change some of our opinions about the. Uh, you know, are we going to make the playoffs? Or are we not going to make it? I think in the first 10 to 15 games, we'll have a, a pretty good idea. I had a discussion the day with somebody that I hate. Uh, I, this, this portion of the show, what I have to do in a, in a season preview show, you, you predict, you know, where the team will finish or how well they'll do uh, and where they'll be at the end of the season. I hate that part of it because we haven't played a game yet. You know, you've seen uh, – they don't televise Blues preseason games. Oh. That's the, one they televised so you don't unless you go down to practice every day you don't get to see really what the team's about you won't see what they're about until you know a, a certain percentage of the way in the season anyway so it's i mean you can kind of guess based on what they've done and haven't done but uh i i, I hate saying oh the blues are going to finish third which is what i have i have the blues finishing third and making the playoffs but you know they're not it's not like a sure thing until the final 10 games or so of the season so 
Yeah. And so I think that the Blues at best could finish third, but they're more than likely a a wild card team this year. Um, I, I just, I, I think that the other teams in the division are finally going to step up, you know, not just Dallas, not in Chicago. I think, you know, Colorado, now that Patrick yeah. Law is gone, yeah. I think that they're going to find their game a little bit more than this year. I, I think they have a lot better chance of finding their game. Uh, and they have some, uh, some pretty good talent. It, maybe not on the, on the back end. Uh, and definitely compared compared to the Blues, the, the Avalanche aren't nearly as good. But I, I think offensively, if, if they put their game together, man, they're going to be incredible. Um, and then Nashville, you know, I think you know the the long term, I think the Subban for Weber trade is going to be great for them, and you know, it's going to create a lot of buzz in the community. But uh, I don't think there's that big of an upgrade. But man, they they were they have some really young talented players yeah, on do. that team and and i think that nashville is going to be the team that that uh supplants the blues in terms of positioning in the division and pushes us back to to the wild card spot and then you know who knows what's going to happen with minnesota um i mean they get talent on both ends of of the ice it's just i think they you know their goaltending is uh is, is in desperate need of an upgrade, probably more than the stars. Even I think the stars can, can scrape by during the regular season. It's just when it gets to the playoffs uh, where, where they're really exposed at it, you know, with uh, the two headed finish uh, monster that isn't very good. Um, <laughs> but I, I think the, with the blues, if you, if you want to look at them and, you know, you want to talk about new offensive system, if anything's going to be brought in, I think if, you know, size-wise, the Blues are a lot smaller without Backus, without Brower, and if they're going to be, you know, and, and the thought that I had was that maybe they're going to be modeling themselves after the Penguins. The Penguins were able to beat the Sharks handily in the playoffs last year with with lack of size, but with tons of speed. And if that's the if that's the game that the Blues can you know, I I don't know that that's a, the the way that Pittsburgh played throughout the playoffs. I don't think that's sustainable over an, you know an eighty two game season. But it, you get the team into the playoffs and they can play that way. Look what Pittsburgh did last year. Well, Pittsburgh but, does have some size, Bill. I mean, um, Malkin's six two, and Crosby's six two, and you know Malkin's a big guy, and they do have some size. But overall, they are a smaller team. But uh, I, I would agree with you. I don't know if that's if that's if that's totally sustainable for more than maybe a twenty game, fifteen game playoff run. You know, whatever it is, I I, I don't think that's fully sustainable over an eighty four game season. But would you know have the Blues finally learn the lesson that seeding doesn't really matter? That's true. Yeah, <laughs> just that's make true. the dance, make the just, dance, just make it and play. Yeah, but you know, I, I've I've always thought the Blues tried too hard at the end to win that president's cup. I mean, the, the, I've thought for years, even in the early 2000, when they won it, I thought, man, these guys are just killing themselves to win that president's cup and they win it and they go out in the first round. You know, that's, there's something to be said. I don't think you coast in to the playoffs. You still play your style of hockey and you still play hard, but that president's cup doesn't mean anything when it comes to, to June, when the other teams are holding up the Stanley cup. Uh, Cross check raised tweeted out the, uh, 
back to the Saboka talk we had. Uh, he said Saboka never broke his NHL contract. It was expiring, hence the arbitration hearing, which is true, yeah. but, but the arbitration's decision mm-hmm. uh, resulted in a contract yep. that he then didn't agree with, and so he left. So he still broke his contract. I mean, sure it was. You know what I mean, I, that's. I mean, he's he's right, but it was still a broken contract because after the arbitrator was, you know, because he owes us a he owes us a year of, of play based on the contract yeah. that he uh, agreed to by going to arbitration. So he owes us a year at two point seven five million. <laughs> it's it's not a broken contract. It's a contract that's on pause until he plays that year. Yeah. Whatever. It's. He, to me, it's a broken a, contract. He ran away. Okay, whatever. <laughs> it's a runaway contract. Because of the contract that he went away. What's the difference? Okay. Um, if he broke so, the contract, they probably would have sued him. Okay. That's, okay. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> it's the same same difference. A contract <laughs> involved. <laughs> I'm going to go to Wikipedia for this one, I think. Let's just say he didn't honor that, that arbitration's uh, decision. He didn't, uh, he, didn't, he didn't like the decision. Yeah, he didn't honor it. Let's just say that. But he should have honored it because he went, I mean, they went to arbitration. So yes. Yeah. Why did he go to arbitration if he wasn't going to honor it? Was he hoping for $4 million a year? He wasn't going to get $4 million a year. He's lucky to get the 2.75 he got. Um, let's go ahead and let's do, um, Bill, you up for trivia real quick? Yes. Let's, let's do trivia. I, it's preseason. I need to practice. He's had his 12% beer. He's ready for trivia. Okay. Um, somebody out there (laughs) to take on Bill and trivia. I'll Uh, do it. I'll lose. I'll do it. Well, let's get let's get a volunteer to take on Bill. Yeah, we'll do we'll do one on one. Of course, so, so what is Bill? Is he the undisputed champion of the uh, the Blues trivia here? No, Logan beat him once. Oh, really? Even though yeah. Logan could not pronounce Federico. What? <laughs> I, I I still get on to him for that. I go, it's easy. Federico. <laughs> for he was like Federico won. Federico. 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 Gotta go to Federico. Yeah. All right. So we got five questions. Uh, I will ask the question, and then Nick will answer. Uh, uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Lance will answer first, and then uh, and then Bill will also. Is there any outside chance that Bill is this good that we all uh, maybe just like five of us against Bill? Would that be fair? <laughs> write, write down your answers and keep score yourself, and you can tell me what you what okay. you did. Uh, let me. Uh, Am I texting my answer yeah, again? Text your answer in, and and uh, yeah, Lance answer a second. I let Bill get his answer into okay. me, not, and I'll tell you once in, then you can answer. All right. So you don't you don't help Bill out by, by verbally saying your answer before okay. you. You don't want to help Bill out because he he does well enough on his own without the help. Can I be the clock? Uh, there is no clock, but you can be a clock if you want to be a clock. You want to be uh, this is the Bluno Sports Bar and Grill Trivia Shootout. Um, normally, uh, a guest would join us, and uh, the winner would, uh, if they won, they would receive a, a Bluno Sports Bar and Grill uh, a laser engraved beer mug. But uh, since it's just Lance and Bill... It's, it's preseason. It's like an intra-squad scrimmage. Yeah. Oh, you know what? No, if Lance wins, we'll get him a, we'll get him a mug. 
either a mug or I want one of those 12% Russian beers that Bill's got. So. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, okay. I'm sure. I'm sure if you beat Bill, maybe he'll buy you a beer. Hey, there you go. <laughs> Our Whopper Burger King wallet on the show. All right. Uh, question number one. What local radio station tried to lead the way to get Oakland Avenue renamed after the late Barkley Plager? Would that be A, KC95, B, KMOX, or C, K-Hits? We'll let Bill answer first. Get his answer in there. A, KC95, B, KMOX, C, K-Hits. Uh, I can tell you. I don't have the year. It was after Barker Plager died, obviously. Okay, Bill's answer is in. All right, I'm kind of like King Solomon here, trying to decide which uh, woman to give the baby to, and if I should just go ahead and split the baby in half here. So, uh, Nick Jr. and Senior will get that one. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm going to say KMOX. All right, let's see. Okay, question two. Uh, and I'll give you the answers after the fact. Right. Uh, what happened 21 seconds into Shane Corson's first shift as a blue? A, he scored his first goal as a blue. B, he suffered a concussion. C, he took a penalty. 21 seconds into Shane Corson's first shift. All right, Bill's answer is in. Um, goal. Okay, first goal, so that's A. All right. Okay, question three. Tarasenko had 15 points in the playoffs last season. Who tied him for the team lead in points? A, Robbie Fabry. B, David Backus. C, Jaden Schwartz. Bill's answer is in. All right, Lance. Fabry. All right, your answer is in. Question four. Which Lake of the Ozarks golf course was Eric Johnson at when he injured his knee in 2008? Oh, my goodness. A, the club at Porto Sima. B, Osage National. C, Old Kinderhook. A, the club at Porto Sima. B, Osage National. C, Old Kinderhook. Bill's answer is in. Lance. Oh, God. Read them again. A, the club at Porto Sima. B, Osage National. C, Old Kinderhook. That's a damn... Yeah, we've played two of those courses. Yeah. And we're not playing them... We're not playing any of them this weekend. (laughs) We're playing a different one this week. We are... We're playing golf with the Ozarks, but it's... I'm going to say B. B. Okay. Uh, Question five. What beer started sponsoring the Blues in 1975? Was it one of the Beer of the Week podcasts? Uh, I will tell you later. A, Falstaff. B, Budweiser. C, Stag. A, Falstaff. B, Budweiser. C, Stag. What beer started sponsoring the Blues in 1975? Lance. Uh, Lifeline, Lance. 
No, I think I, I, it's going to be one that I hate, so I'm going to pick Stag. All right, and the bonus question, number six. Which takes the longest to drive to from Scott Trade Center? A, Kevin Shattenkirk's hometown. B, Alex Petrangelo's hometown. C, Jaden Schwartz's hometown. Petro hmm. <laughs> or Schwartz, their hometown. Which takes the longest to drive from Scott Trade Center? His answer is in. Uh, B. Okay. All right. Okay. We have a winner. Hey, they had to extras, but okay. Here we go. Um, question one was: What local radio station tried to lead the way to get Oakland Avenue renamed after the late Barkley Plager? Can we answer? Hey, KC ninety five. Hey, I got it. Can we? Can Nikki and I tell you what we thought too? Sure. Yeah. Okay. And, and hey, I got to tell you real quick. I just use I use logic on this one. I just use logic. I came up with KC because you said Plager, and I thought of KC, and I know that I could picture KC loving fights and loving okay. Plager, and so I, I that was why I picked KC. Okay. Well, let him run through his answers first, and then we'll give him the reasoning. Uh, let's see. Question number two. What happened uh, 21 seconds into Shane Corson's first shift as a blue? Oh, my uh, head hurts. Did oh, any- so did King have- Solomon's head when he was trying to make that decision. Did anybody have B? Concussion. Yes, me. He slid face first into the boards after taking a out Buffalo's Randy Bridge. He suffered a mild concussion as well as some cuts on his face and had to be helped off the ice. <laughs> I don't remember that. Man, where was I? Did Bill get that one? No. Uh, nobody got that one. I can, I'm, two for, I'm two for two. All right. Question number three: Tarasenko had 15 points in the first in the playoffs last season. Who tied him in points? Uh, that'd be Fabry. That was uh, both gotten by uh, Bill and Lance. And Nick, you got that one too. Yeah. Uh, question four: Which Lake Dozorks golf course was Eric Johnson injured at when he in, in 2008? Nick, what'd you put? Golden State National. Eh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It was uh, the club at Portosima. Mm. No one got that one right. Yeah. Uh, five. What beer started sponsoring the Blues in 1975? I can make what you I saw the poster in my head on this one. This was uh, Stag Beer. You're correct. Stag Beer. <laughs> uh, Falstaff was also a sponsor, but not in 1975. Uh, which takes the longest, uh, and that was, uh, yeah, the, uh, Lance got that one correct. So uh, at which this point we're tied, right? You're tied, 2-2. Two, two. But I'm kicking your butts. <laughs> Bill's going to get this one. I, I'm not going to get this one. Which takes the longest drive to from Scott Trade Center? Nick, what'd you put? Petro. <laughs> Moose, Jaw, Saskatchewan. Oh. Oh, crap. Schwartz is hometown. And that would be, and Bill did get it correct. And oh, it's in Bill. Saskatchewan, right? Between, yeah, it's in uh, Wilcox. Not, yeah, it's not Moose Jaw. It's yeah. no. Pet- uh, Petrangelo was King City, Ontario, and Shattenkirk was New Rochelle, New York. New Rochelle, New York. They're all very close. Oh, uh, I knew it wasn't Shattenkirk because I knew about New York, but I didn't. I wasn't sure about the other two. Uh, Shattenkirk's actually farther away than Petrangelo. New Rochelle, yeah. New York, an hours away. Uh, Petrangelo is in Ontario is 11. Yeah, Petrangelo well, is just uh, just on the uh, just north of uh, Niagara Falls. 
Yeah. Can, now, does it matter how fast a person drives? Because I may drive 80 and Bill may drive 65. This so was a maybe, Google Maps. Yeah. Yeah, but Google Maps. Google Maps is the arbiter here. Well, dang it. <laughs> yeah. I was close at beating Bill. Dang it. You did, you did. You did good. They were. You know what? And to be honest, they were damn good questions. Tough ones. They were so tough they were questions. questions. Was, were it, was it great. Petro on the last one? Was uh, the answer no. Petro? Oh. No, it was Schwartz. Ah. <laughs> what you? So what'd you finish with, Nick? Four. Four. Good job. Good job, Nick. Thanks. Dos Nicks did a great job. <laughs> no, those are good questions. Those are some tough yeah, ones. Those are some great questions. A lot better than the usual. Uh, who scored the most goals last yeah. year or whatever? Nick Jr.'s answer and all of them was, I wasn't born yet. When I come with questions, I try and make them yeah. and uh, thought-provoking. And... Yeah, the great. only one that really threw me was the one with, um, what did the guy do 20 seconds into his shift? That one I had no clue on. Yeah, that one. I, I... It was his first shift as a blue. That's why it was. I was uh, either. I was, I, yeah, I was either going to go with goal or con or concussion, and I couldn't decide, and I went with the wrong one. Again, Nick Senior used the process of elimination. I went yes. through the three. I knocked out two, and I thought the probability went with the concussion because that was more notable. There yeah. you go. You know what that is? That's the old um, let's make a deal theory. When you have th three doors and they ask which one you want and there's two left, you switch them up or stay with the same door? No, you switch them up because your odds are better if you switch them up. So you did that Monty, whole thing. Monty there, Hall so. problem. Yeah, the Monty Hall problem. Yeah, the Monty Hall problem. Yeah, that's what it, it's, a, it's a very confusing and interesting yep. uh, uh, explanation on YouTube. You can look it up. Yep. It's very weird. That's also in the movie 21, Winner, Winner, Chicken Dinner. So there you go. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, no, it doesn't matter, but it actually does. It actually does matter. Hey, Kurt, I want to... Look, I want to throw out real quick that that uh, trivia is a great idea. Thank you. We we did it all last season. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where we're. He was eating that dang banana. Uh, well, not on. you guys cannot tell me that you did this all last year. Everyone, everyone, Nick, every show. Somebody went against Bill Day. Yes, every, every show, time. every show. Not towards towards the end of the season, especially in the playoffs, we didn't do it. But we didn't. For, oh. for the regular season, it was a weekly. It was a weekly uh, thing. Regular season. Yeah. I think we jumped and, in and towards the end. You did jump in towards the end. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did I did Tarasenko light, uh, light up a referee tonight? Because uh, Brian Roberts tweeted us uh, well, was a little bit ago. Said uh, ninety-one just killed a ref. Oh, I didn't. I didn't hear about that. I saw he scored a goal. I didn't hear about uh, him taking out anybody though. I'm not sure what happened, but uh, apparently uh, hey. something happened with him and referee. Nick, uh, you uh, you tweeted out that that photo of of, of me over uh, uh, yeah that photo of uh, the Kinsey brothers yeah the Kinsey brothers who is that Bob, Bob and Doug Bob and Doug yep yeah do you know the name of the beer in the movie uh, Strange Brew uh, no it's not uh, give me a two four of Elsnor Elsnor that should be a question Elsnor the Elsnor factory yeah. Hey, uh, hey, look what I found in your beer, eh? It's this little mouse here. We should get, like, free beer forever, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any, anytime anybody brings donuts to work, <laughs> I, I, I have to say, it's my last one. It's, it's my jelly. last one. It, it's a it's jelly, a jelly. Eh? It's my Take off, you hoser. It's mine. It's a jelly, eh? I'm Bob, and this is my brother Doug. Welcome to the Great White North, eh? Wow, you got—I think you got all the video. I think you've got the whole set, huh? Every movie they made. I've got France. it all down, eh? 
Hey, that's good. Hey, you better save a beer for dad, eh? He's going to beat us, eh? Ah, hey, you save a beer, eh? No, man, I'm drinking the last beer, eh? It's a great movie. Awesome. Uh, That'll do it. Uh, don't forget to check out the uh, friends over at the uh, Beyond Checker Dome, Loose Chicklets, and Blues Hockey Podcast, and of course the Drop Podcast and the Toast Dispatch Podcast and website and video game and whatever else you guys got going on. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Toast Dispatch Media Empire, Media Mogul, Media Conglomerate, Conglomerate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and be sure to check out the Blue Note Sports Bar and Grill in Maryland Heights when they open. Uh, I'm gonna guess it's a matter of weeks now. So great. It's still that for the season. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't I maybe. I don't, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. I'll, I'll be happy if he's just ready for the playoffs. But that anyway. guy, Probably. that guy's got the coolest man cave. I know him. He, he leaves his house, goes to the man cave, which is a sports bar. It's not open mm-hmm. yet. He's yeah. gonna open for uh, the bar first, and then the the food will come later. So he wants yeah. to get open. For alcohol and stuff first. So. Yep, that's that's the plan. Great for Bill Day and Jeff Ponder, Toast Dispatch crew, and the Drop Podcast fellas. Uh, that will conclude this week's broadcast of Let's Radio. Thank you guys for joining us. Hola, Good thank you. Uh, Always time, a pleasure. Go Blues. Let's go Blues. Go Blues. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The blues are on the ice tonight again. Rough and tough and got the stuff to win They'll always get one more No matter what the score They are quite a hockey team, my friends